Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing better than Curtis and most people on GH, actually. So. <laughs> I was going to say, that whole damn Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no one's doing really well. Like, Michael's got the right idea. He wants to, like, get out of town for a little bit. Um, so we weren't off base by calling no. that guy Mystery Dad. <laughs> but it wasn't as exciting you know like it was just like lackluster because we knew what was going to happen we're just waiting for him to actually say the words and he took so long to actually say them <laughs> it was okay it was it was like a needless confrontation and by confrontation I mean mystery dad was being confrontational yep <laughs> um instead of just saying like hey I'm your dad um so so yeah so it started off kind of argumentative and I get it you know like mm-hmm. who are you so many mysteries and you've been lurking around my people but did you catch how Curtis described his people he said you went for my nephew my bartender and my friend (gasps) I did not catch that yeah that's how he referred to Portia as his friend okay so yes definitely I I get it you know it wasn't so bombshell-y because we have been calling him Mystery Dad, and he appeared the moment Curtis first mentioned his father ever. Yeah. So there were some <laughs> clues. There were definitely some clues. But I guess the bombshell was the performance and Curtis's reaction for me. Um, but the thing that was frustrating is that Mystery Dad refused to explain. <laughs> um, he, he refused to say like a series of words that would clarify the situation. Like he got as far as saying he's his dad, but wouldn't like offer an explanation. Like right? at all. Yeah, he that- felt that, you know, it's something that could wait for a few more scenes. He's like, I'm going to extend my contract. <laughs> and I'm going to, to, to trickle this information out slowly. And, and, and you're right, like Curtis had an exceptional performance and yeah. it was very uh, frustrating, but I felt I that felt Curtis, him. yes, I felt for him and he did a really great job kind of letting us know about his feeling and who he is. We only see basically like one side of Curtis, but one thing that he said uh, that really kind of affected me was that, you know, it created a lifetime of uncertainty and instability for him. And it just made me think of all of the different choices he's made along his life about being a, a cop, his addiction, um, his, his patterns. And yes, it's true. Everything. It's true. If yes, yeah, I did sort of kind of wonder, Ooh, does this play into things? You know what I mean? Because we, we know he has a history of like, he's witnessed or been around infidelity, right? So we know how he feels about the truth, but then that conversation definitely added a different layer to it. So that was also really cool to see. And I agree with you. It was, it was his wording of it. It was the exact same line that I had written down as well. It was how he said it. The whole thing was just like, wow, like you were so articulate when angry, but what is how he said that you put in motion a lifetime of uncertainty. And so that was just so incredible incredible right because remember this happens at three so just listening to that that his life started with this concept that like you could lose a parent anything could happen the world is scary 
So, so that was intense, you know, and then you think about how his mom and, 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 and struggled and, and everything that he was saying and explaining about his life. And then, I mean, I don't know about you, but like they, they've kind of ruled out a couple of things. Like they've ruled out, um, him being in the mob. Yes. And so he claims it's not that. And he's like, now it's safe to return. So, I mean, logically you're thinking like witness protection, and yes, by absolutely. thinking witness protection, it makes sense that you would have like a fake funeral, right? To solidify the fact that yes. this person is like gone. But then it begs the question, was this really a secret from his mom and Aunt Stella? Okay, I did think about that, but I just, oh my God, if that were the case, his whole relationship with his Aunt Stella is going to be blown to bits. She's like the stability that he needed in his life. And if that goes up in flames like I don't know what that will become of Curtis like I'm almost worried that he'll go back to some sort of addiction I don't know but it looks like there's a lot to come like a lot more details to find out and I it looks like kind of like a shakeup for the Ashford family as a whole like things might getting deeper there and I kind of wonder where Portia fits into all of this right because mm-hmm. it's like even when things got intense with Jordan he was there right Jordan was family it might have been his ex-wife but she's been in his life for a very long time Yes. Like they were connected no matter what. And she felt like on the outs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess if she feels on the outs too much, maybe the Trina thing will sort of come in, come into play. Yeah. Because I'm just saying, if things go deep and go dark with the return (laughs) of his dad, like, I don't know where Portia fits because yeah, they're together. We've seen them, but it doesn't feel like he's really let her in, let her in. And it, it just, with what he's saying, he doesn't really let anybody really in. He doesn't give, there's no gray. True. There's always black and white. So it's going to be interesting True. to see not only how it plays out with Portia, Trina, it, will he develop a relationship with his dad that will help with his relationship issues? Like, there's a lot to unfold here. That's, yeah, no, I, I am excited. It was amazing. Gotta give it to Curtis. It was so excellent. Their whole, um, their all of their scenes together. It was freaking amazing. Um, but speaking of Portia, right? She's trying to reach him, and he's in this like intense, like, "Hey, my dad's not dead." Well, kind of like everybody. I don't know how intense that is when everybody <laughs> in town has experienced a relative returning from the dead. Um, but pa- like, but Portia was like on a roll at the gallery. Yes. Um. Um. Just like her, her statements to Nicholas. <laughs> Hoping Spencer will be a good example to him. And then when she was introduced to, to Esme, at first I was like, okay, this might be pleasant. But no, because like Portia's not in, like she went there, right? She didn't allow it to be mm-hmm. a pleasant conversation. She put two and two together, understood that this girl is psychotic, right? Like if she had a problem <laughs> with Spencer and she knew Esme's role, which was sort of on another level. She's not going to let that go, especially when it comes to Trina. So I kind of liked that confrontation. I'm also kind of confused. Like literally Esme doesn't even hide her villainy, right? Like it's all over her face, her expressions. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so sinister, and it's like Cameron kind of got a first look, I think. I I think, think. I hope. But I don't think he sees her for who she really is, truly. Like, I don't think he believes in that level of darkness. Yes, it's frustrating, but yes, absolutely. He's like, I just got to set my boundaries. I got to just tell her to set my business, and it's all resolved. I'm like, no, not really. (laughs) And then all of her, like, dancing around, like, Trina being like, oh, so Trina, like, so you weren't locked in that room. 
Interesting. I know. <laughs> and she because makes I a thought, point of I saying it. Oh my gosh. And then like her whole conversation with like, like with, like even with Spencer, he actually called her on some stuff. Yes. I loved it. It was about right? And her face was just like on the floor. It was ridiculous. He's pushing back. Okay. She was relentless. And, you know, when he, especially when he made that, like, comment, like, uh, Trina doesn't deal in tricks, right? And so that's the point there. She's pushing way too hard. Like, Spencer has a pretty accurate idea of Trina, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she's not really a mystery. She doesn't leave anything about herself too mystery. She's very straightforward. And that's why I found it awkward. Like, no one, like, because Esme would stop pushing this whole, like, oh, Cam and Trina. It was just so odd because it's, like, it's kind of like she did no recon. She jumped into a group of people. That's what I thought was weird because I thought she was, because she's more, like, again, sneaky and sinister and, like, evil. Mm-hmm. And I just found it kind of sloppy and desperate because you hopped in there. They all know each other really well. Nobody's buying what you're selling the first two, three times, but you kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was annoying. Like, Spencer was like, can you, like, stop? I'm in love with Trina, and you just need to kiss me and deal with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so, like, I did write the word sloppy down in my notes, too, because I think Esme is getting sloppy. The hard part for me to figure out is I don't know what her end game is. I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel that she actually loves Spencer. I think she loves the fact no. that he had money and that he had power and, his, you know, his whole lifestyle And yes, her trying to intertwine this whole Trina and Cam and trying to get in between their friendships, Spencer is wise to it, but also like it's his first real girlfriend. So there's a lot of weird gray area. I know. Right? And that we all know what that first kind of quote unquote love is. But now he's finding that Trina is more down to earth, more his pace. Um, he likes the way that she challenges him and he wants to be more like her. Like he's changed his life so drastically based on what she said. That's huge. Well, yeah, because she's parenting him. Like, he, <laughs> <laughs> like She's like the best parent he's ever had. And he's going to try to like make her proud. Right. And Esme is in it for the money. And I don't know if it's really all about access, um, mm-hmm. access to money, access to Ryan. Um, she clearly loves and takes pleasure out of manipulating other people's lives because, you know, initially the manipulation between Joss and Cam, you know, it's like it had zero to do with Spencer. Right. is different because she's a threat to taking Spencer away. So I feel like it's just pure pleasure of being able to manipulate and control um but obviously there has to be a larger plan with ryan uh some kind of weird copycat perhaps acting out his stuff or maybe learning to act out her own sort of fantasies or whatnot but uh, i don't know spencer might just be sort of like access access to ryan access to poor charles access to money um you know you need to support these villainous habits you know they need to be funded <laughs> my so. honestly, like my biggest concern is that she's gonna find a way to get Trina up to this cabin that they're all gonna go to, and that's when she's gonna lose her marbles. Like that's when things because Spencer's starting to defend them oh. more. And since yeah. Halloween just started, that's possible. <laughs> so I, I'm worried for all of them, but also curious to see how it's all gonna go down. 
Me too. Also, about that whole thing, Esme doesn't care that she locked a pregnant woman in there, like, at all. Didn't phase her. No. It annoyed her, no. if anything. Yeah, so psychotic. It, it really was, but Gladys, I mean, look, like, she was all Ooh. special at the at the hospital. I have a migraine, now I don't because I have plans, so I don't even yeah. know what that was about <laughs> at all. Uh, seeing Valentine or just trying to get some meds, who knows, but she gets there, she's all excited, but like Sasha is something else, right? Like she really bends over backwards to try to manage like Gladys. And, like, even Brando's kind of like, why? Like, why are right? you doing that? Like, even he's just kind of not fully understanding, like, her compassion. But I have to admit, you know, with regards to Sasha, there's been a little bit of a turn. Because we were afraid if she was going to be the, the type to kind of, like, hey, push you down a flight of stairs. But it mm -hmm. seems to be, she seems to actually show some kind of care. <laughs> for Sasha and her grandbaby like like I agreed with Sasha like she wasn't being that bad with regards no, she... to all of that stuff mm -hmm. I told it was shocking actually because I was just waiting for the yeah. next like shoe to drop but when she was I thought it was really cute when they were locked in the room and Sasha's like oh my god I think I'm in labor she's like <laughs> you'll know I'm like yes girl I know <laughs> I know exactly right and I was like they're giving her range like this is what's going on it's just so you know, you know what I mean like it, it's different right like Gladys is that fun caricature of like a person that can like great at you but also make you laugh and do funny ridiculous things but it's not the same right you know like when a villain redeems himself like it's sort of that but on a lesser scale kind of giving her different potential in the show yeah, and I kind of love it, like, especially when she brought the magazines to Sasha. Yeah. But then, the, then on the flip side, you see her, like, reading the magazines and not giving any to Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that's her version yeah. of being amazing, right? Leaving, taking the hint, right? Like, before yeah. Gladys would have made it worse, but she, like, took the hint and left the room when they asked. I know. Like that's that's like drastic improvement. But I mean, how did you feel mm -hmm. when Kip bumped into her and she's like, I think I know that guy? I literally like gasped audibly because I'm like, why? Why did you have to take this job, man? And then when he tries to like fake it and still be tough, she's like, dude, no. <laughs> I know. And I don't even know what to make of this, right? Because I'm like, hey, like how many times are we going to go in circle with this whole blackmail thing? Mm -hmm. So I did not know where it was going to go. And so many weird, twisty things are happening. So Gladys finds out the truth. Brooklyn's trying to cover that's not working. Mm -hmm. But then, with, like, oh, this is what I thought was going to happen. I actually thought Esme was going to get locked in the room with Gladys. And I thought oh, that would have been true torture for Esme. <laughs> <laughs> but, that is not, that, but that is not what ended up happening. But because of Esme, like that twisty kind of thing happened where she felt that like, oh, Brooklyn lied about Valentine as the baby daddy. And now she locked in me in a pregnant woman. Again, Brooklyn knows Sasha. She would never do that. Exactly. But like, so that got all twisted. So the whole like mess with Gladys and Kip and all that sort of led Brooklyn to turn away, which kind of freaked me out given that they mm -hmm. like said multiple times, he's kind of a runner. He's, you know, <laughs> he's walked off before and that was definitely a risk. Um, yes. And I felt bad for Brooklyn because obviously she's not trying to harm or hurt Leo. And anyways, it, it happened um, already that night. 
Olivia was softening to Ned. As we had hoped, like that whole gallery setting, because we're starting to see and love Ned and stop calling him Ted, and we see the efforts he's making <laughs> and the love <laughs> and the love he has for Leo and his family yeah. and trying to get things back on track. And we were just we were just waiting for Olivia to come back to her senses, to not be so, you know, it it was her fear covered with anger. Exactly. And so she was seeing it, right? She was I think her guilt, frankly, motivated her into seeing yep. it uh-huh. and like <laughs> Robert's like truth shoved in her face whole <laughs> the week before. So um, she she sees, you know, that Ned arranged the event for Leo, you know, bought the book. So basically, I love that whole I, I have to admit, like, OK, so finding the photo work online and then like seeing the the, the same photos on canvas and, and her gallery was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that, like crossover between fake and real life I thought that was really really cool to have Mm -hmm. an actual real exhibit because that potential was always there right right and I I loved how they did it I love how it was used like I thought it was really really cool it was so cool to me and so things take a turn. Um, they call Dante, who unfortunately oh, okay. was I don't, in the shower. Dude, oh, shame, don't even shame. know. <laughs> I don't know the per- I don't even know and care what the purpose of that scene was. I thought we were going into some sexy time with Sam or something like that. Yeah, so did but I. When it was it was just like a scene for a scene. I was like, damn, they got all my letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That, that's my favorite line. That's a gold star for this week. They got all your letters. <laughs> At least you were putting your like creepy energy into somewhere productive, you know, doing some writing, expressing yourself, letting it out in a healthy way. That's not bad. That's not bad. I approve. I approve. Yeah, I love that. Like when I realized like, oh no, Olivia missed the call. And I'm like, I love this. Um, this should happen more often. I need Dante <laughs> to miss more calls. So yeah, so now would be so I'm like, how useful though, right? Son's a cop. Um right? but he was in the shower. Anyways, so uh, they like <laughs> things take a bit of a turn. Esme pretends she has a heart and tries to also go look for Leo when she was probably <laughs> just monitoring Trina and Spencer being like, Okay, this is what humans do. Mental note. Okay, they look for missing children. Um, Ava, right, understanding that kind of fear. So there was a lot of layers to this whole thing and a lot of players to all of this. And like, notice the mixing of, like, the Cassidy and the Quartermains? Yes, there was a lot of crossover there. A lot of crossover with that family. Um, you know, Ned and Ava shared some scenes. Yes. I, like, look, it's obviously not going in that direction. There's been way too much turmoil for Olivia and Ned. Um, and it looks like they're sort of kind of headed to more smoother terrain. Relationship-wise, not necessarily with Leo, and we'll get to that. But for the moments I did see Ava and Ned chat at the gallery, I did feel like, oh, look, Ava's talking to a grown-up, like, in contrast to her and Nicholas right now. Yes, and I'm not going to lie, because of everything that happened with Alexis, that was, like, Ned's lady friend. And I'm like, maybe Ava's going to be his new, like, lady friend in life to help guide him a little bit so that he can always stay on the up and up. Maybe she doesn't have Franco anymore, but I just... It's, okay, look, obviously, it's a soap opera and there's something wrong with me because anybody who talks, I'm like, oh, my God, they could date. Just like me everybody too, me too, though. <laughs> um, 
but yes, I would like a friendship with them. They definitely started something, you know what I mean? Like the fact that they were talking about all of this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was also, it was also the fact that like, when you think about like what it would actually mean, status, reputation, redemption wise, like that whole reality of being and living in Port Charles, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like being with Nicholas, right? There is that status of like, Cassidines and not that they have a stellar reputation but it's definitely a step up from like you know being a Jerome mob person right yes absolutely. it's it's it's, a, it's different there's a status that comes with you know living in a castle yeah <laughs> so when I think of that and then I think of let's say the status and what it would say to be a quarter main could you imagine just, Eva in, in the quarter main home she did live there briefly at one point Okay. She wormed her way in there with Franco uh, at, at some point in time, like really early on, like with Kiki when when she was with Morgan. Um, yes. But I just feel like it, it's just symbolic of how far she's come, right? Mm. Always striving to be more part of the mainstream and not the misfits, not the outcast. And I would just think that that in itself will definitely validate her and her efforts and how far she's come as a person. Okay, so I like that you said all that because what part of what I was thinking when I was looking at all these scenes is that Spencer got to see who Ava is now. Her fear for Leo, her appreciation Mm -hmm. for everything going on as a mother, um, everything she did to be as helpful as possible, security videos, direction. She captured, she told Olivia, like, the direction he was going, the emotional state she felt he was in. Like, she was on it, on point, and he got to witness that. And it wasn't for any reason she did it out of the kindness of her heart for a missing child because mom to mom she gets it yeah and he needed to see that and she also took the time to even touch base with nina as we find out later like she had a big night right you're running an event (laughs) you have your mentee there there's like a, a kid runs off and then things happen with sasha and you sort of make sure everybody has the right information and everybody has the right supports Yes, but either way, again, you know, Ned and Olivia are in a different path, and it very well could be that form of acceptance into the quarter mains again, just via friendship, right? And who knows, getting Mm. them a lot of art. Exactly. Um, Okay, so the search happens, and you know, Ned sees the last few things that Leo had been looking at, and knew what to do, and knew where to go, and knew where Mm -hmm. to look. And so they show up and it was kind of terrifying finding a child near a body of water kind of lying flat. Like it was terrifying. Um, And that's the thing. The scenes were well done. You know, the the actor playing Leo, you know, Olivia, of course, having emotion. But like all these sort of um, like, how do you say like those subtle points right so when when olivia's upset and she's trying to kind of you know like tell leo like don't you understand like don't you see how scared Mm -hmm. i am and it was like those nuances right of watching olivia interact with him and then watching ned react because ned is sort of being like i think i know why Mm -hmm. you're you may not be seeing the reaction from leo that you're you're hoping for why you're not seeing like the um the severity of the situation register yes so like those nuances right and then when it kind of like not came to a head but where he had to be truthful and it was so well done like how he was tentative to explain like yes. it was funny when he goes like well I did a little bit of research she's like on missing children like <laughs> you know 
she she had an Olivia reaction to it, but then when he, you know, like what, what can the guy do, right? Like this is what he feels. This is what he knows. This is what he mm. sees happening, and he's going to be truthful about the words and what he's saying. That he's researched, you know, autism and children with autism, and then to ha- and then it was like I don't know. For me, it was so striking hearing that piece of information, you know, yes. about the bodies of water, and then to hear Dante like confirm that to his mom. Yeah, like that whole scene was so. so so beautifully done and like that guard coming down for Olivia right where she's sort of in a place where she doesn't have a choice but ready to kind of feel her fear and to kind of be scared and to kind of be in all of those terrifying emotions exactly and then when she said oh something about like the family it's time to get the family home or Something like yeah. that, and then she extends her hand to him. I'm like, I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. really great. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, it's like you know, because we saw all the scenes. We saw like Ned's efforts with regards to like communicating, you know, what they suspect of Leo, and the need for like a proper assessment to move forward. And we've watched it. We watched. It, we watched. And honestly, like. You, you did not know how this would happen, right? You didn't know how you know Olivia would come around or how this would go. But like, it like it was just so good. Like the culmination of it all, right. The, the frustrating scenes and watching and hoping, you know, like Olivia, but I think they did a really good job of of just sort of demonstrating the fear of a parent to acknowledge that there could be something to look into, that there could be something about their child that they might have to kind of rearrange the way that they view them and learn Mm -hmm. new things and, and to adapt. Like the whole thing is just terrifying to have whatever reality or vision you had in your head for your child, just be different. Yes, absolutely. right. So I think that like at the end of the day, it was like so well done. And I'm kind of really excited for the journey. I couldn't be more excited for them even highlighting, right? Like that journey and the story of autism. So I think that is really, really cool. I 100% agree with everything you just said. You can just said it any better. But then in the middle of all of that, right? All of that like, intensity <laughs> and emotional stuff, it moves to the background visually. And yes. Brooklyn has to be dealing with Gladys in a moment like that, right? So this was was really hard. And when I say things got all twisty, because Brooklyn is like, she cares about Louise, right? She cares about Bailey. She cares about Valentine. She cares about Leo. Yes. And none of that is being seen. And she's really kind of suffering in that moment, just finding Leo. And then having to deal with Gladys and in this vulnerable, terrified space. And that person, like, won't believe her. And obviously, that's not going to be the first person who kind of sees what they want to see when it comes to Brooklyn. And that's really hard for us because, some, like, in Ava or somebody else, like, the characters that we personally see evolve, but that others keep them in this box, right? And it was so, it was, like, the beginning of the heartbreak. Like, we knew the heartbreak was coming, and it was just, like, these baby steps to get to it. And when she did have that phone call with Gladys, and Gladys was like, no, it's too late. I'm like, uh... But that's the thing. Like, I was confused, right? Because, again, we we saw how it ended, but I didn't know what to think when I started to see this part unravel because, like, I don't know. I guess I thought it was going to go, like, it would be, like, it would go in sync with Peter. I guess that's how I saw it, right? I kind of saw, all right, well, like, both of these stories would have to merge, I guess. But this is not what was happening. So I was like, oh, I I really don't know what's going to happen now. But... It was interesting to watch Maxie 
it was interesting to watch what she reflected back to Austin, actually. Yes. Right? Pointing out that maybe he's not so different than all the people he's pointing fingers at. And also her stance on just 100% standing with Brooklyn. Yes, we yes. know she's trying to protect herself, too. But I think at this point, she's saying, like, she's not as bad as you think. And she really decided to stand with her. I loved it. And it's like, if you can't respect that, then we're not friends anymore. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I guess I thought, and I mean, look, I, I'm glad it's not happening in too speedy of a way, but I really did think Maxie was going to make her way to um, Valentine's room. I know. I was hoping that she would either get there right before Brooklyn or, or as Brooklyn walked in, and then things would unfold a little bit differently than they did. But that's the thing, though, right? Our desperation to have Maxie walks in speaks to, it was way too emotionally intense. We just wanted it to stop. We wanted to be like, it's not that bad. It's yeah. not that bad. For Brooklyn and for Valentine. That's what I think that speaks to because it was very, very emotional to watch that scene, to watch Valentine's heart shatter into a million pieces but also to put together a story in his head of who Brooklyn is was um, it was painful because she was taking this a step at a time. Like mm -hmm. this information was out before she wanted it to be. But the fact that you're watching her allow Valentine, somebody that she's expressing in these moments that she essentially loves and she's not saying it. She's saying our family and it's heartbreaking mm -hmm. oh. because like, she took on this huge favor, but, like, that family, like, let's just say he knew the whole time. Like, the reality is their family bond still would have been reeled had he known. And yes. that family of four would have been destroyed at the end anyway. Right? So it was just hard watching her say these things because it's like all of that was temporary. Because she also fell in love with that family. Like he fell in love yes. with Bailey, but she fell in love with Charlotte, Valentine, and Bailey and this family of four. Yes. Um, and it was it was brutal because every step of the way she was basically just allowing part of the truth to come and I wasn't sure if she was going to, you know, say it or not. See, that's exactly it. I was just listening to all the different pieces. And I think all of the things that she said were very important that, you know, does it really yeah. matter as to where we are now? Does it change the love? Does it change what we've had? You know, this whole she was trying. She was really trying. And then it, it just broke me because like all the things that Valentine were saying about his feelings towards her, that it was, you know, the one night stand was like one of the best nights he's ever had, that he admired her, that he felt that they were kindred spirits, that she's a good I influence know, towards Charlotte. Kindred oh spirit part. Oh. I'm like, because that must have been magical, right? You have this one night stand, but you do feel like a deep admiration and love for one another. And again, may not be a romantic love, but it was like a family love. Right. It yeah. was a deep, it was a deep, deep love, but we both know, right. That romantically they were in other directions, yes. but that, that must've been amazing. Like you have this surprise baby, but <laughs> I think that they were both so proud of like the connect, like, you know what I mean? Their relationship, their everything. So it, so in a way it wasn't, but it was so ideal. Oh, I, like, was... what do you do because they're bonded? You know what I mean? Like, of course, Bailey's <sighs> really small, but like it's anyways, it's, it's extremely, extremely you know... messy. It is messy, but we've seen messy situations like this and kids still maintain their relationships. Like, I know it's extreme like Willow and Wiley, 
but you know it's not her son but in the end that is the relationship she's forged I do not want to say this name but I will there's you know like Nina and Sasha they have forged this relationship so even though Valentine may not be related to Bailey there is a way that he can still maintain a relationship because they are bonded now in this very weird way with Brooklyn and Maxie and Valentine if he likes it or not or if he knows it or not at this point there is this big yeah there and you bond (gasps) over trauma yeah, it's even weirder if Lulu were to come back. She'd be like, what do you mean your old family? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> you work together, you family together. What is happening? That's so true. Yeah, yeah, she'll be super confused. But yeah, so that was heart-wrenching. And we see in the background all week, you know, Chase's little mind going, the mm-hmm. hamster is turning and the wheel thing. Um, so, <laughs> it's funny I, I like visual I had too with them. <laughs> so like he he's questioning and pushing right and that's the thing like we always debate like Chase is so like policey and like laws and right or wrong and, <laughs> yeah, and we yeah, talked yeah. <laughs> and we talked about like his experience let's say like lying about walking and being cheated on and Brooklyn like we talked about how that was an opportunity to like play in the gray and mm-hmm. I got freaked out right out of nowhere Bobby bumps in oh my gosh and said the Chatting the utterly most <laughs> thought, but like the most thoughtless thing to him because I'm like you're Michael's grandmother yep. <laughs> I was like that is terrible it's like I just saw your wife oh crap also my grandsons oh <laughs> uh, I love to you know point out that win whenever I can I'm really sorry about that just so proud um but I, but I was just like that is terrible and then they go into that whole conversation but it's like okay party was like okay well obviously we know why this conversation is happening but at the same time i'm thinking well you know technically she doesn't know what happened like she doesn't know she doesn't know um but she said enough for like chase to figure out that they're hiding a baby and I think he might have figured out the whole truth when he showed up because at this point I'm thinking okay Mm -hmm. oh oh my gosh before we even go there like you talked about like hearing the things that Valentine was saying to Brooklyn did you notice when he says and we will mourn you I'm like oh what yeah that was creepy (laughs) and I'm like I'm like you mean out of like sadness because you're not gonna live together right like in mourning as in like we mourn stuff all the time that are not dead. Like, that's, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what right. I, but then earlier in the hall, you have Nina and Maxie, and then she's like, "Oh, he won't do anything because there's witnesses." And I was like, oh, "I can't. Somebody better talk to Valentina soon." Um, but mm-hmm. but like Chase walks in, and I was like, "That was a shocker for me." He's like, "I'm yes. the baby daddy," and I was like. Oh, wow. Like, you're being her friend. Like, I didn't see that coming, like, at all. Like, I'm sorry. Not one fiber of my being. I thought that he would cover for her. I literally thought he was going to arrest her ass right there. Because I'm like, it sucks to have a friend like Chase. Like, he's awesome to puzzle with. But at the end of the day, he will arrest you. He will arrest you. It sucks. (laughs) It does. Um, I just, I'm still weary. Like he did claim fatherhood, but 
I don't know. It's Chase. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? He's gonna. He wants to be a helper. He wants to help Brooklyn. I think he wants to prove that they're friends and that yes. all they're hanging out is like worth it. I think he knows. He wants to be there to help protect the baby from Peter. Because I Peter so harmed him. Remember. Like oh, Peter, yes, Peter's true. the one who who like destroyed his whole life. Like Peter's done a lot of damage. Like he's murdered people. But like Chase is like he stole my lady. <laughs> <laughs> because of him, I lost Willow. <laughs> oh my god! I guess so. The thing he's is, like... vengeance, vengeance, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you shaking your fist in the air. <laughs> Oh, I guess what I'm saying is, like, even though he claims that he's the father, he's still, you know how he is about, like, black and white. Like, he's still going to be upset with Brooklyn for not telling him the truth. She'll explain, and he'll soften, but he's going to have to be like, I am on my white horse, and I am mad at you. No, okay. I agree, right? I agree that Chase has always been black and white. But they did make a point at the wrap-up of his storyline with the whole Michael Willow, blah, 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 that, like, Brooklyn made a point of summarizing it and saying, now you're dancing in the gray or something. She made the point of saying the word gray. (laughs) So, yes, Chase has always historically been black and white, but there's, like, a 30% gray zone that we're working with. And he will do all the things that you say, but there is that little 30% of gray that is there. It's awakened in him. And let's not forget how much he loves Bailey. So now, like, everybody in the quarter main can have a baby. Like, Willow got to move in <laughs> with Wiley. And he'll get to kind of move in and be there with Brooklyn. And none of it will be awkward. Like, if they ride this up with this whole, like, I'm the daddy, like, Chase. I am kind of curious to see what Willow's reaction will be because he was so upset about so many things and really wasn't sure if he wanted to be a father. And then all of a sudden he's like Brooklyn's baby daddy. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I hope she has feelings about it. Me too. (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm going to say for now, but I hope she has some feelings about it. She has feelings. She has some feelings, okay? <laughs> would you like me to say some words? <laughs> yeah, I would love it. <laughs> okay, I so I it. have to... Okay, so today's episode allowed me to soften a little bit my feelings towards Willow's reaction with Nina and Carly with the whole hot Did chocolate it? situation. A smidgen. What about it made you that? I think I think you was hearing <laughs> Michael's side two things and him explaining it to her and her explaining her rose colored view and him explaining that is not the way the world works. Like that made me feel better. I don't want to walking around thinking like what she's doing is okay. Wiley is a child and Nina is crazy. Do you want crazy around your child? So your kid won't cry. Like, I don't know to me, like that didn't make sense. Maybe because okay. I had some crazy family. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Mine was pretty sane. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so, so okay. I love how you saw that, right? I find through, like, hope you saw that. You're like, oh, well, Willow explained her version, which I was like, Duh. And then Michael said words, and you're kind of, like, seeing it as though she heard those words. Do you know yeah. what I heard from my cynical mind? <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I saw? Do you know what I saw? <laughs> I saw... <laughs> I saw Willow being able to be Willow because she did not experience the loss 
that that Michael and Carly did. That's the point. Ooh. All those people that yes. are like, it's not so bad. Or all the people who were not deeply emotionally affected. And this is sort of what highlights that whole, how family are you? Yeah, She doesn't get it, right? Like, like as much as like, look, I get it. You know, Willow is like this normal person who's like, hey, Michael, I want to be a family with you and I want to have boundaries <laughs> with your invasive <laughs> family. <laughs> Nothing unreasonable about that. But I'm like, that's not how that family works. And I feel like your stance is very much like you're not family because then you might feel what they feel and you don't. Like all the people who felt the loss don't feel how Willow feels, don't feel like that, right? There's a whole, and I, again, I guess it's quite black and white. We've just been talking about all of that. But it's like, that's what I saw. I feel like it highlights something. And even Nina was poking around. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe she was poking around and insinuating, like, am I causing problems with you and Michael? I'm like, what are you, are you trying to? Are you yeah. trying to do that? Because that's what it feels like. She tries to play nice, but I feel like you were poking around where you really shouldn't after she gave you a lot of leeway. Like, I'm not quite sure that you should have even went there. And, you know, Willow, like, like that's why Willow's able to kind of focus on like balance and let's prioritize Wiley. And when she was saying like, do you really want to take Wiley to visit her in prison? And he's like, no. And I'm like, Willow, yeah, what, makes know, think, right? what are you not understanding Why about not? this? He's trying to get her arrested. So she's never around Wiley, <laughs> not so that he could drive Wiley long distance to see her in prison. I did not fathom or understand that statement unless she was implying that she was going to like sue for rights so that they would have to bring him to the prison. I don't. There's multiple things going on there and I wasn't sure where her head's at. And like, I was trying to figure out, is it her messed up past with her mother that's creating this? Is it exactly that, that she doesn't want to sink in to realizing that she is part of this family and how much it affected Wiley? Like he missed out on all this time with his grandfather. What does that actually mean to her? without just saying it out loud. But that's the thing. It doesn't really affect her. Like, it doesn't. Like, it's not a shared experience between, like, and this divide between Willow and Michael started earlier, right? There's a way yes. that family works, and they don't see things the same way. And the whole thing about her own mother, where is she? Where is she? You're, you're not banging down your mother's door and arranging visits with Wiley. Fair. And you have bugged me in that conversation with, with Michael. She left out a couple of details. While I can't imagine it being yeah. pleasant caught between Nina and Carly, you failed to say that Nina offered to leave and you told her to stay. Yeah. Because it's, oh my God, I, yes. I get it. I get it, right? Wiley runs up to her. You're not going to, like, rip him away. Although, although, when Carly and Nina were about to have at it, you ripped him away real fast. Like, yes. let's go. You, you didn't mind doing it mm. then, and those were his two grandmothers. So I don't understand why you didn't let him be. And so I get it. He walked up to Nina, and he hugged her. But if she were to walk away, how would that, like, punish or destroy, you know, Wiley for bumping into somebody who they didn't have plans with and who has plans and has to go? Who hugged him? Give him a yeah. hot chocolate. He'd be fine. One hundred percent. In that, in that, like fraction of of a moment. So that, I, like, again, I I don't hate it because I think that they're planning a lot of wedges, and I don't know what Me that too. means for for Michael and Willow. Right? They're both quite similar, but this is interesting, right? Michael being with someone who really does see things dramatically different. Like when he was laying out, because he said, "I I, I don't want to waste time on this." But the stuff he was saying, I feel like he's in, he feels, um, 
like he's crazy like Carly. Like I loved hearing him explain it. I felt like it validated my own feelings, right? Yes. That because exactly. every, because she's being so nice about it, because Sonny's being so nice about it, it really amps up and makes Michael and Carly um, look insane, right? And unreasonable. And it was so interesting to hear Michael kind of lump himself with Carly. Because in the past when he would talk about, I remember him having a conversation with Sasha about like who he was as a man and this idea that like business-wise and the things he learned, you know, he learned from his, he was, I was raised by Jax and I was raised by Sunny. So just talking about all of his influences and Jason. And so it's just so funny in this moment, hearing him lump himself in with his mom, 100% that way. And it started even like at the wedding speech. That's, that's very true. I, I did like a lot of things he said, you know, like loving the, what did he say? He wanted to like live in the fantasy of her getting arrested for stalking. And, yes. that, and that he, you know, I, the, my favorite part, honestly, was of their conversation was that he was bang on when he said, you know, Nina's really good at basically flipping the script and the narrative yes. so that it falls in her favor. Yes. And the thing is, I love how she's like, oh, my God, are you serious about taking a trip? And I'm like, he's doing that thing you don't like that he does. Yep. Right. You want Nina to have a fair shot. You want to be there at the quartermains. Oh, what if she comes? And he's like, let's just leave. Like, he basically is removing <laughs> Wiley from Nina. And in that moment, you have, like, no problem with that. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel that way. And this is how I've been feeling about Carly. First of all, we've been talking about this for weeks. Like, just the emotion on Carly's face. She She's, walk, she's like, the walking wounded. Right? Yes. Like, oh. like, Nina walks around like, I'm annoyed with everyone hating me. Do you hate me? You don't? Cool. I could be my normal self. Like, we hear her on the phone, right? Going about her normal life. Mm-hmm. Like, ordering stuff around with Crimson. Even even Willow admitted to Michael, I don't think she fully understands. You know, like, when she sits there starting to chat with Maxie, like, she dives into her normal self here and there. Yes, she does. Um, and so, like, with Carly, I just, like, I was getting frustrated because I'm like, okay, so she wasn't allowed to grieve Sonny when he died because she had to keep it together for her kids or the business yes. and all this stuff. She had to keep it together when, like, you know, all this stuff was happening with Mel and, um, you know, Mike was dying. So a lot of that stuff that mm-hmm. happened, like, around when Mike was six, Sonny, like, she had to keep it together then. And it was something that Jason pointed out to her when they were at Turning Woods. Mm-hmm. Then when Sonny came back, she's also not allowed to feel anything because Sonny is adjusting. And she did the, you know, she didn't do the wrong thing, but she feels like she did because of Jason. And she has to contain, contain, contain. She has a few moments to let it out. And we saw it a teensy bit with Olivia, a teensy bit with Diane. But she's apparently not, she's not allowed. Like, even her conversation with Phyllis, I don't know what you thought, but, like, Phyllis is so kind. And she said a lot of great advice. But she said it with an angry edge and look on her face. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I like, that's the thing. Like, it even feels like, don't you think you should let it go? And Sunny was saying the same thing. And I'm like, she has not been allowed to experience a damn thing and have a damn emotion about anything. Exactly. So watching that scene with Carly and Sunny, it was like watching somebody be heartbreaking, gaslit, not yes. her emotions being validated. I was so angry and frustrated because I'm like Sunny you're being a giant a-hole right now you're making this about you and you're telling her your feelings aren't valid shove them in a box I want things to run this way this is how it's gonna go sorry well then well, it looks like Sunny's back <laughs> like to a certain <laughs> degree when you put it that way um you know and the fact that like he he opened up and kind of shared that there was a friendship for the first time I'm like this is so gross watching you continue like it's not the full truth 
Exactly. And exactly. this whole thing Ooh. about not wanting to make it worse and damage control, it's not true. Like when it comes to their personal life and Nell, like he, he hit it because it made him look bad. You know what I mean? Like at the end <laughs> of the day, it makes things worse, but it's also things that he doesn't really want to kind of answer for. And it's terrible. Like, you know how he like, how after month, like time passed, like Carly eventually had to call him on all the flirting he did with DA Margot. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, like he, like it's kind, like when it comes to their personal life, he's he's done some stuff. <laughs> this is really, it, this is really bad. Like the fact that like she was devastated, and then Bobby's words, like that's the thing. Like when Bobby showed up, I'm like, she, at least I was like, I was thankful she had a space to actually have a feeling, like yeah, to have a feeling, good. and he cut it off right because they could have like closed that conversation. And and oh, so many things bothered me. Even Nina, like complaining to Sunny, like I know. Oh, Carly, blah blah blah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this was so so terrible. And then Willow walking in, shoving attitude. You know, mostly at Carly, I find. You know, like oh, well, yeah, her grandmothers are arguing. With her, her grandparents are arguing, so I'm gonna go right now. And then Nina doing that stupid thing. You know, like I hope I didn't inconvenience you again in front of Sunny, playing that cute little role very hard to watch it really it really really was but like i wonder if more will click because remember the last thing like bobby kind of said yeah. to carly was like uh, like i know what it feels like to have a third person in the marriage i mean i Honestly, don't know but um i think it will i mean carly has good gut instincts the hard part now is like you said she hasn't been able to feel anything so how can she trust her own instincts at this point in time but i hope that she takes some time to figure it out but the way i see it I am so annoyed with how Sunny came back and how he's been treating Carly. I'm like, just go to Nina. Like, I don't give a hoot anymore. It's not because it's hot. It's not because I want to see them together. I'm just tired of him treating Carly this way and tippy-toeing around the fact that, yeah, he actually probably has feelings for Nina. It's gross. Just go and stop hurting Carly. She's hurt enough. I know. I know. It makes me so angry. And then he walks in and sees Nina there and what, they're going to hang out some more. Like, you told Nina to go to that bar for Phyllis. And, like, yeah. and you know that Carly says, I'll go there more. Like, yeah. it, it's just it's just really, really messed up. And, again, she doesn't have anyone there for her. Maybe she needs to use the punching bag. She should call Diane. Yeah, I was going to say something else that she could punch, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So speaking of Carly not having her person, we know where he is. He's in Greece with everyone else uh, in the city. Um, so, okay. So due to like Ava's tip, Scott goes to see Victor. But what is confusing yes. me, right? So he gets Victor out, but then he like nods to the guard to like keep Scott there. And I'm like, okay, this is the PCPD. <laughs> Scott's like a lawyer. I don't know. Won't people I'm find it confused. weird that the guard locked him down and wouldn't let him out? Like, wouldn't that be odd? Or is Scott yeah. never coming out of there? So that was a bit, uh, that was a lot for me to process. It was very confusing. And I just, I felt like we just saw the desperation in Scott that he wanted to trust Victor, but we all know you don't, nobody trusts Victor. Okay, so this is super funny because I was like ready to like dive into all the Greece adventures that I completely forgot that Anna's supposed to be on her way there. And given everything that kind of went down, I'm like, for what? What are you going to do? Give everybody a ride back home? <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Probably. That sounds accurate to what she Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, so like, I don't know how Britt managed, but... Jason was holding all the card. <laughs> I know. I loved her. I knew the big hug had to do with something, but it was great. 
I didn't. I just thought it was, let me cop a feel before I have to go back. <laughs> I mean, that's what we would do. So, like, I get where you're I know. I know. Exactly. So, I can't think clearly. I cannot think clearly. Um, any opportunity for touching or shower scenes, I'm all for it. So, so all of that goes down. He remembers the key word. He's, like, good to go. Um, he fries himself free of the chain out of sheer strength and will um <laughs> frees himself goes there wrestles around with drew for a really long time and somehow knows his sporting athlete number from high school yeah i thought that was really bizarre but just to stop you for a quick second because you were in my head when this was going down and i I just want to yell at the TV, close your eyes, close your eyes. (laughs) No, but like for real though, like he told you what happened. So like, that's on you. That's on you. That's why I keep doing this to you. Because you can't even close your eyes. (laughs) Oh man. So like, they're super strong, those two, but it's just that we know the history of Jason and Drew and Drew is in town and I can't imagine a time where they sat down and talked about his high school life right but so that was the big big shock um and I love Brit trying to tell her mom like we're gonna kill him like I don't care like I'm gonna die anyway just shoot him whatever <laughs> I was like oh my gosh Brit like you're not even near death like at all but, I, but it was just such a statement you know like, I'll die anyway eventually I don't care like just kill him and I feel like again highlighting a far cry between her and Nina and who, what they would be do like what they would be willing to do to protect uh, Maxie yes. and the baby. Yes. Okay. So then they're roaming around some Catacombs. tunnels ca- yeah. that are going to collapse at any given moment. Uh, any give. I love the whole dust for effect. It was great. And, and the whole like, don't be loud. Like they like Drew and Jason just <laughs> talked about not being loud. And then the following scenes, like Peter won't stop yelling. And then they said, we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to engage in hand to hand combat. And they shot so much gunfire. Like I was like, that was a good talk you guys had. I'm glad everybody understands what to do. And the and like you know Britt went to go hug him all again, and he was all like, yeah. he has that buddy vibe. Like she's a yeah. hugging, but super sweet. Like, look, I love their dynamic, but again, he's hard to read. He's stone cold. Um, and so all that <laughs> happens, Peter, Peter is shot down, but like, of course he managed to like, what did he I do? Roll? Did, did he roll away? <laughs> because they were all standing. So I think anybody would have noticed if he stood up. So, so did he just, I just the visual. tuck and roll? Away. He's like, if I, if I wrap myself up in dirt, they're going to think I'm a rock just rolling away. <laughs> like, I don't even. So, and I, did you notice the cute banter between um, Obrecht and Drew? Yeah, it was really cute. And I love that she brought up that she was, what is it, a geologist? Yes. And I was like, again, they're all, super, but this, that's the thing that I like about this whole scene and, and the Grease stuff was just that it brought interesting people together, right? It, it bonded Valentine and Drew. And, mm-hmm. like, unlikely friends, right? And then, like, Obrecht and Drew are bonding over their knowledge of, like, dirt. I was about to say geometry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You know. <laughs> okay, so, like, common stuff. You know, Drew is, like, a Jason. So if one goes missing, Brit still has a Drew Jason. She's got a spare. <laughs> She's got a spare. Look, I don't know what's going to go down, but, you know. The tunnel did. <laughs> 
<laughs> clever, clever. I look. I just don't feel like that many rocks fell on him. I know it was just like that's. All, that's uh, so. I have no. I have no comment on that. I just think like. I don't think a thing is right now. This is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, like I have no comment on that. Um, to me, okay, yeah, in the yeah. world I live in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Roxfell, she screamed the name Jason. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Monday will come. <laughs> oh my gosh, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully Monday, because Greece only appears like once a week, so we may not know what happens until next year. Um, (laughs) So, so like, I think everything's going to be fine. It's also what I say at work a lot. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Everything is fine. We're fine. In that nice high-pitched voice, it's great. Yeah, I believe you. No, for real. Yeah, this is where where I'm at with this. You know, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We didn't come this far in the storyline of the whole Sonny's gone and has changed and like Brit Car- like we didn't everything's gonna be fine. And we're gonna everything's gonna happen. It's gonna do happen. You the, stuff. Do you feel the same about Brando and Sasha? Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. I think <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. You know, they cut to commercial. Right on a Friday, and I think what happens Monday is that it's gonna start back again, and everything's gonna be fine. The baby's gonna cry, right? You know, and then and then and then Drew's a Navy SEAL. They say it all the time, all and the time. Navy SEALs know how to um terminate Peters. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and they're gonna just all go home. That's that's what I saw. I don't know anyone else saw but that's what I that's what I saw I saw all of that and and but I got I'm gonna say this though I'm like mm-hmm. why is Nina at a bar having fantasies of Sasha as a person yeah that was weird I wasn't I'm like, that, like at all I'm like Nina is this about you or is this about her about Nina. like because she's trying to because, remember Nina's a good person because it's like, so, I'm like, okay, is Sasha going to die? And then I was like, I hope she's not going to die. And then Nina's like, oh, my God, like, Sasha is, like, having a C-section, emergency C-section, and she's having a baby. But let me fantasize about when she told me I'm amazing. Let's go back to Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Reset. I'm amazing. Sunny walks in. Life is as it should be. Exactly I'm a hero in my own story. <laughs> <laughs> I always do what's best for people. I'm so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that whole thing with um when Carly showed up and uh, and then like she's like, I wouldn't intentionally hurt a child. I'm like, Avery, Carly. <sighs> And whatever fantasy about, like, Sasha being, like, I did a horrible thing to you and you were still sort of there. And I'm like, wait, hold up. She was there for you eventually. She was trying to have you arrested immediately after. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Willow thought that Nina was going to apologize. Like, I'm not ready for your apologies. She's like, no, 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 but I just really need to tell you something. I wasn't thinking I need you to know that. I was like, what is that about? <laughs> I... Uh... That's the thing. She 
she's not actually sorry. And even when she was with Maxie and had that revolution, no, revelation. Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> you do it too. <laughs> I, I do do it too. And so she's like, you guys, you guys made Valentine fall in love with that child. And she's like, whoa, <laughs> I made Sunny fall in love with me. And then her lesson was, you should only tell the truth to early lies, not late lies. I was like, what? I was like, totally what is happening? Because even like I made Sunny fall in love with me, like nothing came after that. No like lesson learned, like nope. nothing. Like she just keeps stating her mistakes a lot. Oh, I did that. Ah, I wasn't thinking. Like that's, that's the extent of it. That is the extent of it. It's completely ridiculous. Yes, she is absolutely ridiculous and insane and frustrating but it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out i just i'm curious about what carly's new life is gonna be like like is she gonna get a new set a new house is nina just gonna move into sunny's like and and the thing is it's like i I, like they're highlighting a lot of like um i mean it's only been a few weeks they're highlighting a lot of like carly and and michael's sentiments about this whole thing but you know i'm waiting for christina to reemerge, right because she works at charlie's right (laughs) she's been like managing the place and i kind of want to know what she feels right like this is gonna be so interesting because remember michael is like supposedly the level-headed calculating one and he feels a way about this christina is somebody with a lot of feels you know like morgan maybe erratic rational oh no damn it she was in a cult she understands making bad choices damn it (laughs) she's gonna relate to nina oh poopy (laughs) i'm scared she's gonna do that that sounds kind of right. Never mind. There's no hope. There's just no hope. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's just move um, on. <laughs> everything is fine. Everything, everything is fine. Everything is good. Um, <laughs> do you recall the the conversation Sunny had with Alexis? It was quite insightful. Just a couple of things, you know. Like I, again, can't help but read into a lot and the words used. You know, things like reentering the world. He was referring to yes. Alexis. You know, returning from prison. To a mm-hmm. lot of us, it felt like Sunny got out of prison. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but he's also re-entering the world, right? The world as he's known it. And also the fact that Alexis made a point of if, saying a few things, pointing out that he's nicer now, that rumor has that he's nicer. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, basically not being a criminal has agreed with him. Yes, I thought that was interesting. And that she thinks amnesia is appealing. I know. So that was, yeah, that was interesting watching him react to the things that she says, obviously us knowing the whole truth that he's not telling everybody else. But I just find like that criminal aspect, it made sense to have it be pointed out by Alexis. Yes, I think so too. Well, we covered all of the things. We did all of the stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you would like to add in terms of gold stars or lines that you? Oh, 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 gosh! There's a lot, though. Okay, let me start. I'm gonna give a gold star to Curtis. Okay, yes, and mystery agreed. dad. Those are some good scenes. Um, I'm gonna give a gold star to everyone on the pier. So gold star to Leo, gold star to Ned, Olivia, Dante, Brooklyn. Like that, all of that was just amazing. Absolutely, totally agree on board. 
I think that's and it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, add, I'll add my stars to your stars because you said Brooklyn, so Valentine Brooklyn. That yes, oh, oh damn, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just also want to give a gold star to Portia just for being on point with the whole Esme thing and her jokes with Nicholas um, for the bringing a little humor into that situation and some, you know, open eyes. <laughs> Okay, I also want to give a gold star to... <laughs> Dante Shower? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I didn't even think of that. Yes, uh, gold star. And also a gold star to Chase for entering 30% gray zone. Yes, oh my God, that's a really good title for something. <laughs> the, our podcast? I don't know. I will, Maybe. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so favorite lines. One of my favorite lines is when Olivia and Brooklyn, they're in the middle of all of this chaos and, you know, they're trying to devise a plan. But I got really excited because they said this. Brooklyn said to Olivia, oh, I will yeah! scream bloody murder. They will hear me in Montreal. I, like all the way in Montreal. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when that happened, Johnny's like, he turns back. He's like, did they just say Montreal? And like, yeah, it's not far from Port Charles, New York. And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love that we are a part of their world. Right? I, I feel it. so connected. You know what? I feel like that was to us specifically. That's where I'm going to be at mentally, guys. Like, since I'm not fully here. Also happening in my in my mental land is that that was a shout out to us. The only two people in Montreal. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so another funny is when uh, Brando and Sasha were talking, and I forget exactly what they were talking about, but they said that planning was never their strong suit. <laughs> so those were my favorites. Those were my lines. Did you have any lines to add, or are you just good for the gold stars? Um. Okay. I like the one I said earlier about Curtis. You put into motion a lifetime of uncertainty and instability. But like my new favorite is Bobby's. Oh, congratulate your wife. Wait a second. No, it's my grandson's lady. <laughs> like, that was the best. Like, I mean, he took her to Carly's wedding. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh, man, that late night at the hospital really did it to her. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. That was the best thing ever. Oh, my goodness, everybody. So have a fantastic weekend. Can't wait for next week. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.